you know, mm -hmm. just spending more time with people that are interested and just less time with people who just don't give a crap. Yeah. And you just leave. And you, you know, if you spend more time with people who are interested or maybe on the fence, you're going to get a lot more sales. Um, people just don't care. You just leave. Just turn around and... Welcome everybody out to the DDD podcast, the Golden Door deep dive segment where I, your host, Roz, pick the brains of all the Golden Door winners of this past year. We have with us Isaac Clough, kind of a unique last name there. I, I, I yeah. can't say I've heard that one. It's it's pretty unique, especially where I knocked, no one's heard of it. But. <laughs> where, where, where does the origin of that come from? I think somewhere in England, they used to spell it C-L-U-G-H, and then they changed it to C-L-U-F-F, -F. Mm. so I'm not huge on history, but... That's just what I do know. So, but yeah. <laughs> love it. So, Sir Clough of uh, English descent. Um, so, Isaac's coming off of a big summer in pest control. Um, mm -hmm. uh, give the audience a little bit of a background. Like, uh, how many accounts was that? How much revenue? What did that look like? Um, accounts I sold, well, I serviced 1,005. So, I had 1,005 service. That was my one of the requirements for Golden Door. I didn't hit the revenue side of the Golden Door. Mm -hmm. um, I got about 538 um, or so in service revenue. Well, that's not true. Maybe about 580,000. Okay. So so almost there with revenue. But guys, yeah, for those listening, Golden Door Pest Control, uh, there's two ways you can hit it. 650,000 in revenue or 1,000 account service. So, um, I mean, it's still a crap ton of accounts a bunch of money i mean he's definitely sitting high on his chair his wallet's very thick um so he's he's living living large so um isaac let's we, we were jamming a little bit about this before we started rolling but like what's your progression how'd you get into the industry okay um well my oldest brother he's the owner of the company that i worked for um and he started selling in like texas for you know aptive and different companies sage um, and then him and his best friend just decided they wanted to start their own company mm. in Arkansas. And so, I mean, it's just my older brother has this company. I grew up building fences. So my, you know, <laughs> didn't have, you know, that sells mine. I didn't know about it until like my senior year of high school um, or junior year, I guess. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Manti, Utah. Okay. So, so you're in middle of Utah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of <laughs> hick town a little bit. Uh -huh. That was fun. Yeah, so small town. Um, then I just sold my first summer and then. That's about it. There we go. And then uh, tell everyone, how, how did you do that first summer? So my first year, um, I serviced 279 accounts. Um, wasn't the best. I mean, I was top first year rep in the company right out of high school. But mm -hmm. um, so that's how much. Yeah. So what was your mindset going into it? I mean, you kind of didn't really know too much about sales beforehand. Mm -hmm. What was it that bought you into the opportunity? Um, I feel like my first year was definitely the money because I mean, I was just my high school buddies. Yeah, we kind of messed around, um, just had a lot of fun. Um, but then we got, you know, paid really well. So it was kind of worth it that way. Um, now is when it's kind of a bit different, but yeah, for sure. So, 
um, you know, punk kid, 18 years old, go out and you kind of find this thing, this, the, the, the vehicle of door to door. Um, and then you mentioned that you went on your two year mission after that, mm-hmm. and then you come back home and then you're throwing in a thousand accounts. When did, when did you officially come home from the mish? Um, last year, October, last so. year, October. So a year. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Well, no one ever officially comes home from the mission. So. <laughs> right, right. That's true. <laughs> we all leave parts of us out mm. there. But anyways, so you've been home for about a year. You're, you know, however many months home from the mission, you go out. What inspired you to do a golden door this year? I think mm, competitiveness. My brother, who's just older than me, um, he got home a year earlier than me on a mission. And so he sold Golden Door last year, um, and he serviced a thousand and four accounts. So my only goal this year was to you know beat my brother. So I, so I <laughs> beat him by one account. Right, right. <laughs> Thank heavens they didn't cancel. I know, I know, it was it was stressful. I might have to go back, but um, yeah, I got I beat him. That's kind of what my big desire was um, was to be competitive with him, just to prove my brothers that you know I could be there with them and do what they do. Okay, so. You look to your brothers, you saw what they did, and you felt like that drive of inspiration to want to beat them. Was that the only factor that went into you going and doing a Golden Door? How much of a drive was that for you? I mean, it was probably the top one. I mean, the next, obviously, is financial freedom. Um, there's a lot of money in door-to-door sales. Um, and to have that jump on, you know, my age group, you know, it's it's pretty awesome to be you know financially free and mm-hmm. and uh you know i got married during the summer so i took a little break for that um, oh wow <laughs> so <laughs> uh and it, just to provide for her and you know i don't have kids yeah we're not you know anything like that but uh, just, did you get to do a little honeymoon or was it yeah, like boom boom <laughs> i mean it was sure I, I well i mean i took two weeks off a week for the wedding week for honeymoon so i had a little break in there it was you know kind of nice and needed i knocked a lot this year but it's a little jarring when they come into the world (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) so you're like oh you work like 12 hours a day (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it wasn't easy for her and you know she's a big support and yeah you know to spend that much time you know i'm knocking a lot of hours every day so um, to be away right at marriage is pretty pretty tough so yeah absolutely it's you know uh life balance is kind of impossible in this job but you need like to be strategically unbalanced in a lot of things, you know, Mm -hmm. especially because now it's like we're coming off the summer and now you have all the time in the world to spend with your wife, which I'm sure she really appreciates and probably (laughs) sees as worth it now, even though at the time it was probably hard. Um, So when did you officially finish the summer? So uh, it was actually just a couple weeks ago. Um, The very beginning of October might have been the 8th or 9th. I have to check the calendar, but... Um, just right there this month so i started in march well my first day was february 27th mm. so um but yeah march to october so wow so that's uh let's let's count this up march april may june july august september almost like more than six months yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> seven months of uh-huh. of what what did that look like for you as far as like a day-to-day did you kind of take it kind of a little bit more at an easier pace, but just kind of, kind of more like a marathon? Was it oh, sprint the whole time or what did that look like? I mean, obviously I wanted to get as many sales every day. Um, I did take, you know, occasional breaks in between. We did, you know, some family reunions that got mm-hmm. married. So 
I mean, about a month of it was, you know, vacation or just taking off. But I mean, a lot of it was just going hard, trying to get as many sales. I mean, I wasn't like the, you know, I was the top rep of the company, but I didn't have like the best closing ratio. So I knew mm. I needed to knock this amount of days and hours to get my 1,000. I couldn't just mm. do it in a short amount of time, which, you know, I mean, there are some sales reps who do it in, you know, three months. So. Sure. But. Okay. Well, this is an interesting principle, the principle of, of uh, the numbers game mm -hmm. behind it. Because everyone has a number. Yeah. No matter how bad you are, you will knock enough doors to eventually sell someone. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, give me the pest control rep that just has an iPad, that has a slick, send him out. <laughs> if he knocks enough doors, he'll eventually get a yes. Yeah. So what, uh, you don't mind me asking, what were those numbers for you? Um, I actually found out midsummer. I don't know what I ended on. Uh, my first year, I sold about one in 17 people, I want to say. Um, I did knock it down this year. I think it was about one in 12, mm -hmm. maybe one in 15. I don't know. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's been since, you know, the dead heat of the summer since I've really looked at my numbers. Gotcha. So. But still, I mean, uh, if you have your numbers dialed in, then it also really takes the emotion out of it because it's like, oh, well, I'm only at 10 people. I know I have to talk to 12 in order to get a deal. Mm -hmm. And they, it always averages out mm -hmm. <laughs> at some point or another. So, um, you know, talk to me about that. So guys, like for those listening at, you know, there are two different approaches to it. And the best obviously is to like synergistically um, mesh them together to where like you have a, a strong closing ratio and a really strong work ethic. But I think especially for those starting out that are, you know, want to be hitting higher numbers, if you, the more hours you put into it, the more you dial in and track those doors that you're knocking, um, you're going to be able to dial in your numbers and then uh, just play to that. So, you know, you had that idea, you knew, you know, I have to knock X amount of doors in order to sell a thousand accounts. So I'm just going to go do that, mm -hmm. which is awesome. So, um, and then are you tracking those based on like qualified buyer or just like people you talk to or like it can be any and every, any and everyone? I think it's, everyone we do take my my boss would be the one who like tells me so i don't know exactly how he does it but mm -hmm. there's certain pins that we drop with like not interested the only ones they take away are the people that aren't home so all the you know blue pins yellow pins mm. red pins you know all that added up you know one in every so it's on your your like ipad that. your crm mm -hmm. you're tracking those and it'll tell you what what mm -hmm. that's looking like Gotcha. Because I remember when I was knocking, I'd have to just use the counter app. Okay, there you go. <laughs> it was just like, uh, doors knocked. No. Uh, just like little things like that. Uh, answered. Qualified buyers. Things like that. Um, to really like figure out where I was either going wrong or, you know, things like that. But numbers are, play are playing a huge part of it. So uh, chatting a little bit before the podcast, you mentioned... One of your specialties is like the fresh customer. So mm -hmm. someone that is not, uh, they don't have a current pest control company or they maybe have like a DIY company that they use. Mm -hmm. So how did you learn how to create value? How do you learn how to sell those people? And um, what, what do you do to sell those people? One thing I know that I'm really good at is I'm really friendly with them. Um, I am... Like not overbearing, I will push them a little bit, 
But I mean, I learned from, you know, I, I watched the door to door videos before I went and knocked. Um, so Parker Laneville, you know, he teaches really well. Um, but like people only say yes when they feel like it's okay to say no. So I'm a lot more relaxed with those people, uh, more laid mm -hmm. back. You know, I, I will push them and ask them questions to get them thinking. Um, but I feel like they like me. Switchovers, different story, but yeah. <laughs> we got to get you. You got to, we got to <laughs> switch over your mind to the switchover, bro. I, I'm, I'm trying so no it's year. it's it's fun jamming with a lot of people on the on the podcast so far most of them have been pest control and a very common theme among them is that they love they learn to love switchovers okay they all struggle with it at first but they learn to love it so i you know i've had guys come in here they'll be like yeah knock a door the second they mention that they have a company i get excited right because I, I know it's a deal because they see the value in it so um but anyway shifting gears over so um, what market were you in? You mentioned you were in a couple different markets. Mm -hmm. So where were you this last so summer? I was in Northwest Arkansas. Um, that one is a little, uh, and Missouri. I s sold in Springfield and Jefferson City. Mm. Um, Jefferson City, uh, there was, you know, huge company that's been there for 50 plus years. They don't door knock, but I mean, everyone knows them and, you know, they're on all the ads. So that was kind of harder that way to earn their loyalty and trust because mm. we did open. We're was it the kind of older mark, like mm -hmm. older people there too? Yeah. yeah. So they're very like loyal to their <laughs> yeah. company. So that's where I spent most of my time. That's why a lot of, you know, that's why switchovers was kind of hard for me over gotcha. there. A lot of loyalty. Um, Arkansas, there's a lot of competition there. There's a lot of door to door for a lot of mm. different companies. Um, and so that one, the switchover, you know, the people are kind of, they know what you're, you know, they're kind of expecting you to throw a better deal at them or you know, sure. do something extra for value or so that was kind of the competition um there but. which one did you prefer i did prefer jefferson city mm -hmm. um there was a, there was maybe a couple door knocking companies there um not a whole lot of pests mm -hmm. um, but they were really loyal so that's why i got kind of good at people who like didn't know them or like were willing to try something new interesting so. yeah Sam Taggart here with Door to Door Con 7 coming up right around the corner. Get your tickets at dddcon.com. January 25th through the 27th in Salt Lake City, Utah. You aren't going to want to miss this. Don't procrastinate. Go take action. Bring you and your team because we level up your sales, level up your recruiting, and level up your business. Come as a team, learn as a team, and leave as a tribe. You know, we all kind of develop our favorite customer, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Yours was probably like, you know, fresh new move in or something like that. Right. What, what would you say it was? Um, probably, yeah, young, younger families, people who I could relate with. Um, you know, still credit to old people that gave me a shot, but they were, you know, oh, I've known this guy for so and so years. I can't switch. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just going to go. I know I can get to the next door quicker. If, you know, if you say no, that's fine. I'm just going to go talk to the neighbor and mm -hmm. see what he has to say. Yeah. Cause in the end, it's the numbers game. Mm -hmm. So, Talk to enough people, you're going to get your deals. Um, so going forward, you know, seven months, obviously, you know, you had your breaks in between, you know, you got married, honeymoon, family trips, whatnot. How do you have that kind of endurance, though? Um, I don't know. Just I'm not one for big, long answers. It's just knocking doors. Like it wasn't it's not like super hard for me to get out and go and knock. Okay. Like I enjoy talking to people. Um, yeah, it can have some long days if you don't get sales for a couple hours, but, um, I mean, really it's, it wasn't super hard for me. 
Um, at the end, yeah, you know, I, my last 100 sales is a lot harder than any other, you know, group of 100 sales that I've sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last is, you know, I, like I want to go home. I, I wasn't supposed to be here for so long because I took this trip or, you mm-hmm. know, things like that. So that kind of got to me. But, you know, it's just like I'm already that far. I know I'm going to get it and I have to get it. So just Yeah, when you're on the last leg, right. <laughs> it's like as badly as I don't want to do this, it's mm-hmm. like there's no reason for me not to. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Mad respect, honestly. It's it it, it is a grind, um, but I do appreciate the mindset there. Because in the end, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, what's the job if not just you ride around on a Segway and you talk to people? Right, right. Like that's it. Like <laughs> right. like even from a physical standpoint, the job is not that hard. Mm-hmm. But where most people struggle is the mental standpoint, having the mental energy to close people, having the mental energy to. Um, deal with their crap because <laughs> if there's a more dishonest group of people than a homeowner that is being sold something door to door i you know <laughs> i i don't think that there is uh-huh. um so how do you think you developed that kind of mental resilience beforehand to where you could have that kind of uh perception of it oh, was really... it just kind of always there or like what do you think yeah, there wasn't like a f- specific day where it was like it changed or anything like that. It kind of grew over time of just like really not caring, you know, mm-hmm. just spending more time with people that are interested and just less time with people who just don't give a crap. Yeah. And you just leave. And you, you know, if you spend more time with people who are interested or maybe on the fence, you're going to get a lot more sales. Um, people just don't care. You just leave. Just turn around and yeah. get on your one wheel Segway and get out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, you, did you ride a Segway or were you on foot? I rode a one wheel, so so it's Segway. Okay, so that's that's the way to go. Get door <laughs> so much faster. I know it's it's true. If you don't have wheels on the doors, it just makes it so much more, like it's like an investment. Yeah, it'll you know, make you more money. You'll 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 make a lot more money. Uh, you'll save your legs a lot of pain. Uh, <laughs> I remember being on foot mostly, uh, and it just hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways. Um, <clears throat> You know, talking to, um, you know, that mental stamina, again, yeah, it's just kind of like a slow build over time. Um, take the emotion out of it, guys. Make it a numbers game. Make it Simplify it to its, its brass tacks. It's like we're just talking to people, and if you talk to enough people, you'll eventually get there. Um, so I love that approach to it. Um, and then talk to me about... Um, you know, we, we, we've talked about like your brother being like a huge role model for you. And like, speak mm-hmm. to me on like the role of like mentorship in, in your career. I mean, it's important once you see someone who you really love and care about, you know, obtain a high goal or a high achievement. Um, and then they help you with that. It's just so much more meaningful. Um, if I did it on my own, you know, that's cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, but just sharing the, you know, the responsibility, sharing the, you know, the celebration together, it just means a lot more, you know, mentorship is just, you know, super important, makes you feel more welcome and more involved, you know, when they ask, you know, how you're doing and things like that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And like, everyone needs that example. Everyone needs that, um, that mentorship. And especially because, like, if you never had that, then you wouldn't have been inspired to go out and do a golden door mm-hmm. like you have. Right. So um, love that that has played such a big role. Um, now shifting gears a little bit over into D2D Con. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I take it this is going to be your first DDD-Con. It's my second. Second DDD-Con. Yeah, I went last year because my brother was getting a golden door, so I had to go support him. Um, love it. I mean, I loved every other part of it with the, mm-hmm. you know, workshops and things like that. For but, sure. What was what was your experience like at DDD-Con? Um, it was different. I've never really done much like that. I've never been, you know, one to be with, you know, big crowds of people. I mean, it wasn't like a concert. It was, you know, a convention. It was really fun. Uh, but my first experience was great. I mean, it's a lot of fun. Um, and you do learn a lot and get, you know, motivated. I, I don't feel like my motivation for Golden Door was because of Door to Door Con. It's probably because my brothers and my own goals, but it did push me, you know, to have more appreciation for the door to door industry mm-hmm. um, and just have that respect, you know, the, the Inog doors. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's, it's, you know, creating the abundance mindset and like we're all on the same team here. Um, and especially, yeah, like bringing that pride into it. It's like, you know, we can tell grandma that we knock doors and we're proud to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have to be like, uh, you know, telling Bishop Johnson that, oh, well, like I'm just working on my degree and yeah. like I'll see what happens when <laughs> I get a real big boy job. It's like, no, we can actually make mm-hmm. like not just money, but like, you know, respectable money and have mm-hmm. lifelong careers. So you do, do you see this as a lifelong career for you? Um, Maybe not knocking doors mm-hmm. on a day-to-day basis, but yeah, the industry of, you know, talking to people um, and I mean, yeah, like I would love to, you know, maybe one day have an own pest company like my brother yeah. or, you know, go a different route, but business door to door, you know, th- different things like that. Yeah. So. Well, the cool thing is, is like doing the door to door has completely opened your possibilities up. Mm-hmm. Now there's nothing you can't do. Right. <laughs> so that's a great part of it. So, dude, we're excited to have you on stage at DDD Con 7. Uh, guys, January 25th through the 27th, Salt Lake City. Uh, going to be absolutely wild. Uh, again, it's it's where all the Golden Door winners are going to be. And if you want to meet them, network with them, talk to them, it's like it doesn't matter what industry you're in, especially you know if you're in a different industry. Let's say you're in solar. You can learn so much from like these pest control guys. If you're in roofing, you can learn a lot from the alarm guys. If you're in pest control, you can learn a lot from the solar guys. Um, and that's like the beautiful part of DDD Con is bringing it all together uh, and having that mission where we can uplift and inspire each other. So um, come meet Isaac, come meet all the other Golden Door winners, get, in, get inspired, pick their brains. He's not going to bite twice, uh, okay. but uh, happy Halloween coming up here in a couple of days. But anyways, yes. um, do you have any like parting words for the industry? Anything like that, you know, you feel like took a while for you to learn and now it's like the standard for you. One thing that didn't take me forever to learn, but took a little time is accepting change um, and just trying new things. Like I knew I was going to sell pest control for my brother, you know, we're blood. Um, but I did, you know, take an opportunity to go and do a solar blitz with my buddy. So, I mean, there's, like, that's why I loved, you know, even the switchovers is asking people if they want to try something different, go to, a, you know, your same restaurant and try something different that you'd want. Um, but just trying something new, a lot of people, you know, they grow up, their families in pest, and then they, you know, say other things about other industries. But if you go and try it, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, there's so many yeah. different opportunities. So I feel like a big one is just, you know, trying new things um, and, you know, being flexible to change. And, you know, it's. I love it. 
Well, guys, this has been a Golden Door deep dive segment. We'll see you at DDDCon this January 25th through the 27th in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's been a great podcast, my man. Thanks for coming on. Yes, thank you. Awesome.